Hello and welcome to Franchise Sports Talk Basketball with Joe and Sam. I'm Joe. Hello, Sam. Hello. Hello. Uh, this week we're going to talk about some teams that are trying to be good, but are not succeeding. <laughs> so far. Um, so the first of those teams is the Chicago Bulls. Yes. Masters are trying to not being actually very good. Exactly. I mean, yeah, I not. I was going to say it was like teams that are underperforming. I mean, just before we're saying maybe that's what we called it, but I don't know. I didn't didn't expect them to be good, but it's just, they are. They're kind of trying to be good. They're very much all in. They have been since the Vucevic trade. Um, yeah, they're not good. Why, why are they not good, Sam? Uh, well, they are not good as in they are 8 and 11, which is, is for a team that has given up the stuff they've given up to build what they've got. 16th in net rating, fine-ish. Well, that's kind of where you'd expect them to be. Um, what's weird is that they're 10 in offense and top 10 in defense at the moment. Yeah, which is like not what you'd expect it. Is is quite I would be completely is if they were those numbers were the other way around. Yeah. Um. I mean, to be honest, I'm kind of like Demar Derozan's getting twenty six points a game again, which I'm kind of surprised by. I kind of thought that would have been a one off year for him last season. I think the th going on partly. So the Zach Levine thing is not looking great. There's some sort of knee issue like hanging around. He's had some good games, but he was also benched at one point. Um, and they, unsurprisingly, because they can't defend, they're allowing and loads of shots at the rim. And they're in the bottom 10 when it comes to fouling people. Not sustainable for like defending well. And then, as we kind of said before with this team, is basically like a numbers disadvantage all the time. Even though they've got guys who are great shooting mid-range shots, they are dead last in the number of threes they take per game. That's oh, yeah. Like I mean, that, that is probably where the main issue lies, really, isn't it? But they built a team like that. They built a team yeah. that, like... Yeah. That's the thing. Is it, it's so like... It's, you, it's, Again, it's not unexpected when you look at the roster. Um, but you're just not going to be that good if you, you're the last at shooting freeze. Unless you're getting like a million free throw attempts or something. And the, um, the other thing with them is the Lonzo thing is like, to say it's hanging over them would be a bit of an understatement. It's unclear like how much he's even going to play in the contract. They they sign and trade for him. Um, the Vucevic trade, like, he's sort of having an okay season. Just what they gave up in that to be a team that's like, they're 12th in, at the moment in the Eastern Conference, and I don't really think they're like much better than that. That's the yeah. problem. I, they, I mean, I think we were kind of skeptical of that trade at the time, but they really kind of 
overrated Vucevic, I think, didn't they? I mean, basically he was, the idea is like a versatile offensive centre. When he was the main guy at Orlando, yeah, he was putting up a lot of points. Um, then you've got more, like a couple of guys that the scorers ahead of him in this team. So it's like, yeah, he's not exactly the centre of the offence. And generally defensively, he's just... I mean, he's just not that great to be your, like, main centre defensively. Well, if you... I think in general, I'm not sure how like the playoffs if you have a bad defensive centre. If you've got DeRozan and Levine as your two, like, two guys who are always going to be in your crunch time as well, then you need someone on the back line. Yeah. They basically made a big... Players, and that just was never going to work. And actually, like test, literally because they've then lost Lonzo on the perimeter as well. Is is like how much can you be a one-way team almost? Yeah. And to be able to compensate, I know it's not how it's gone. Some of this is kind of theoretical and bigger picture than exactly what's wrong with them here. But there's just not a lot about this that looks like it should be particularly good. And all it's taken is a few improved like uh, Washington who you may have said were in the same bracket as them and they've probably end of this season they've just made like some moves to get a little bit better around the end Angus is playing well and it doesn't take much to sort of overtake the Bulls thing the moment they're ahead of Orlando Detroit Charlotte in the standings and it's like you look at all the teams that are ahead of them Maybe the Nets implode and they overtake them. Maybe they're like better than the Wizards. Yeah. And like you think the paces are going to drop off at some point, but then you're like, the, like the, behind them as it stands, they're, they're probably better than the paces, but that still doesn't get them even into the play into one. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe they're better than the paces, but like some of their guys are looking better maybe than you'd expect. Than you would have expected. They're also trending in the right direction. Um, and my question with the yeah. Bulls is: is part of the reason there's already a little bit of could they trade Levine? Stuff, like, I don't even know what you get for him, really. Vucevic isn't expiring. I don't think any contending teams are really going to be like we want to go give up much. Yeah. There's not like a reason. Yeah. yeah, it's the thing about Vucevic trade. They went very all-in for the basically shortened their window when they didn't have an existing window. And this year is like the end of that new window they made with Vucevic becoming a free agent. They went all-in to get trampled on by Yanis in the first round. One. Yeah. The argument, the argument at first was and probably Vucevic to an extent, like at least floor raises, and while they're together, you make or whatever. You've got like a a six to eight team for a few years, and it's a big market franchise. Yes, playoffs, being competent, maybe you then get a star somehow or something. Like that. That was the upside. Look at this, or maybe in the regular season they're better than that. But then these improved, and Lonzo's been hurt, and it's like the best case scenario for them now feels like ninth or tenth. 
Yeah, they they. They didn't even get two years where they get to lose to Yanis. They all one year of losing to Yanis, didn't they? Yeah. And uh, and then now from here, it seems like they're trending the other way again. Really. It's a bit strong because they they have got um, Patrick Williams, um, but I honestly might be the least optimistic in the league. Yeah, I mean, if they had if they had Wendell Carter at the moment instead of Vucevic, you feel like it'd just be they'd just be in a better position. Well, let alone as if they would also have had the pick that became Franz Wagner. Oh yeah. Yeah, that all like at this point already that seems awful, doesn't it? That's just an awful. That was I think that very quickly, once Vucevic had gone to the um, Bulls, and what it like is clear like what he is on that team. Very quickly looked like a bad trade. They owe picks coming up as well. Just like. I look at this and it's it's really quite bleak for them. Obviously, this could turn around in eleven. They are the other way to look at it is they are th- well four back in the loss column, and who are third. And when they were whole last season, the Bulls were like a really effective regular. But even that feels like a long way off. Like DeRozan is like the really good year actually, but he's getting old. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know. I guess they, what they managed to do with, by is they managed to create like a nice-ish team for a little bit. Nice offensive team. But they're just really not built to be like dominant. Or, or... Yeah. Thing is, there's room to do that. Like, oh, they had to make a team that's going to win the title, but what they've not even made a team that's like a team for like well like a four-year playoff team or a three-year playoff team that like puts up a fight in the first round. No, it's like for and I think that's for maybe bad. two years they're going to be a first-round team. Yeah, it's, it's just it's bad. It's really bad, and I don't know where the front office goes whether they like try and trade but they've not got a huge amount to trade do you kind of double down and make another move somehow yeah i don't know what they um i don't necessarily what you actually go for there i think that like like it even thought about trading Anthony Davis there would be the links going home to Chicago and all that I don't think they necessarily have enough to get that deal done anyway um, at the moment like teams that could be selling like Utah, San Antonio Houston uh, sort of Detroit although I'm not sure what they'd really sell that much but there's nothing that's like going to move the needle for them to become a particularly good team they're no. on like Patrick Williams becoming something like significant so what is the what is our answer to blow up 
I think they have to I think it out until the deadline. And I guess if Levine's playing really well, then you're probably too good to think about selling. And if he's not playing well or he's hurt, then you don't want to you can't trade him anyway for anything useful. Yeah. Exactly. Um Yeah, they're they're just in a sticky situation, aren't they? Because they're not they've not got none of their like key guys either have like much upside. Really, it feels like they're all just kind of who they are at this point. And, um, yes, absolutely. And that's kind of in a they're rut. Or a lot of a rut, actually, I think. Yeah, and they're well. Yeah, oh, Levine's new contract's just started as well, hasn't it? Which is absolutely an. Yeah, he's he's getting well. He's thirty-seven million this year, going up to forty-five and twenty-five, twenty-six. And um, there's one more on DeRozan. Nine million. Sorry. Yeah, I think forty-nine million somehow. DeRozan is at twenty-eight point six next year. Maybe there's a world where you can like trade DeRozan. You like blow this up. I, you don't have the picks necessarily to make for that to make sense. I don't know. That that might be the way I'm here. I think because the East is deep and really good. Yeah, it's a lot. They can make a trade. Was a couple of years ago, to be honest. Yeah, and I'm not make a trade that gets them like top six, to be honest. So that position, then you should probably think about going the other way. Yeah. They, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of positives there, are there? Maybe on that note, we should move on. Yeah, that was too upsetting. Our basically, our advice is don't try anymore. <laughs> Stop trying. Where should we go next? Um... Let's talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves next. No, this is a fun one. It were another team that are all, all in, but very recently all in, really. Like they went all in this year after being basically not terrible for like a season. They usually they're used to just being terrible and they weren't terrible for one year and they're just like, okay. We're going to win the championship and just trade everything for another centre when the star plays a centre. Um, so it's an interesting move, you could say. They basically made a trade. It was like Anthony Edwards is going to be the guy. He's going to be our doing. We need to make sure we can defend. And Edwards is going to be good enough. That not, which is quite a big risk because he's only in his third year. So far, he has having a non-shooting big on the court. The same non-shooting big that they truly everything they could for, pretty much. Um, His usage shooting percentage are basically the same as they were last year. There's been some like weird awkwardness both on and off the court between Towns and... um, 
weirdly, despite all of that, Edwards and Gobert as a pairing are 1.1 net rating together. It's negative if it's Edwards and Edwards and Towns. It just lots of it's pretty bad to be honest. They're 10 and 10 tonight. Might be wrong, like in a few hours. 21st in net rating. Very very bad. Yeah. Um, and this is the bit that kind of fits with in Rudy Gobert's career. Their offense is 11.6 points per 100 possessions. Not him. And they just traded everything for this guy. What? So um, you, what you said? They're 11.6 points anymore. better on offense. When he's not on the court. Yeah. Okay. So basically, that but offense, defense. Because their offensive rating is 20th. And basically, a lot of that is down to Wango Bears on the court. Doesn't Which work. is obviously over half the minutes. Yeah. Um, and then, floor, defensively, they are great when he's on the court, as has been the case absolutely everywhere. Well, not everywhere. He's only playing two places. But, you know, all the time. Yeah. When he's off the court, they suck. Yeah, so, it, this is kind of the thing that seemed like... Well, you thought maybe in some way it could work, but it seems like it's not. With a weird thing where they've basically got these two centres who are almost polar opposites of each other. And it is, yeah, and it kind of doesn't quite work like that. You can't just improve your team defence by getting one guy. And, yeah, it... I don't know, because I guess when he's off the court, basically all the time, Towns is playing centre. That'd be right. Yeah, they're using some some Nas Reed as well, but so, mainly so that. So it's basically, when it's Gobert at centre, they're good defensively and bad offensively. And when it's Towns at centre, it's the other way around. So they're basically at no point are good at both ends of the court. And the other issue with that, so like last year, they were possible defense by being like mega aggressive. And obviously that doesn't, you've got Gobert. You don't want to have Gobert and then have him like trapping, picking rolls, 30 feet from the basket. Based. No. But then if, when Towns at center, you want to play like that again. And like confusion with identity. This is a bit that's really alarming. Their bottom rebounding rate Overall, not like with or without Gobert, but like Rudy Gobert, who, I mean, he might be just second now, but a few days ago, played for the lead in rebounds per game. With him, they're like a bottom game rebounds. So well, that's just bad. Basically, everyone else is like a long way below everyone else. That doesn't make sense. But everyone else on the team is a long way below like all other teams at rebounding, I guess. Yeah. And um, it's just, it's early, obviously, but we're way in. So like a lot of this stuff, some of the lineup data is you're still looking at like not that many minutes. But when you do two-man pairings of people who are in the starting lineup, we're now at like a relatively ample for that stuff. Yeah. You're getting to a point okay, they're worse when they've got these combinations together. Is that's actually been a decent number of minutes with two? When you get to like four and five man groupings, is it still quite a small amount of time apart from at starting five 
because they're starting and closing games together at least. Um, but it's just quite concerning. And I know teams at points in NBA history have like had to figure stuff change like this. But this was one that had fit concern already. And there's been this kind of like little bit of tension between some of the players. And you just feel like it's a trade potential to be a disaster. And it's looking more like it's going that way than the other way at the moment. Yeah, it yeah, it looked like it could be a really bad idea at the time. And it's so far they living up to expectations pretty much. Um saying this, I think if you listen to one of our off season podcasts, I was not saying that, so um I might be yeah, talking about hindsight a bit there. Although you said it was gonna be a disaster. <laughs> oh well cost. I didn't. Nec- I thought like the theory of it could work a bit better than this. Um, they are at five hundred, but like not a great five hundred. And almost at five hundred, like in spite of making that trade, <laughs> yeah, that it's enhanced them in any meaningful yeah, way. Yeah, like all those numbers and- you've that- all those numbers you've said are basically yeah, not suggesting the trade like having Gobert is helping them particularly. Like as a team, I guess it's, I guess it gives them an option. They can like sub them in if they need more defense. But in terms of being like a functioning team, it's not helped. No, and I think it is the number of picks. That's where it back to into this corner, and to tie it into what we're talking about with the Bulls, this is sort of like my running thing we talk about this Ross construction stuff but it's a one-way player again really I know Gobert finish plays a bit but like he basically is like a, a lob threat he really can't do much else than that um, and they're going all in who is that like well he's not one-dimensional because his defense is so impactful who creates fit issues at one end of the court the same way that we talk and then the other things that the Bulls have done is like you don't really know where they go from here and that's the other D'Angelo Russell's usage rate has now gone down to the lowest of his career basically like doesn't help them at all they don't have any picks yeah they they can really trade well I don't know what you do it's like well the Going forward, this was kind of the problem that we were talking about when they made the deal. Yeah, it was. It was. And this is it now. On this Edwards works. Town it there's, there's no getting out of it. Basically, once they're in it. Um, and the, neither of the centers are really. I mean, everyone's, as we know, like, because multiple people in the last few years, people have gone all on the. Oh my God, they're untrading that contract. You can always move the contract if you want to, hard enough. But yeah. like, Gobert and Towns are not. Like assets on those contracts, I don't think really. No, you're not getting signed back, particularly it's helping you. Um, yeah, they're based in a lot weaker position. It feels like they were at the end of last season now, um, and it basically there is just a lot of pressure on them to sort it out. They're gonna have to work something out. Um, but as you said, with the tension and stuff, then maybe that's not gonna happen. 
Yeah, there's still time. There's a lot of time for them to work on this. And luckily, they're 10 and 10. If they were 5, I think it would be a bit more like panic stations. Yeah. Obviously. But I think they're 5 and 5 in their last 10 as well. So they've basically been like consistent. Like they've, they've not. Yeah. They've not had an awful stretch or anything. Although they did just go up 137 to the Warriors. Um, you know. That's the, maybe that's just the Warriors coming back. The other way to look at this is they were 46 and 36 last season and 10th in net rating. Um, and wait, hold on. They've really well didn't they there were 24 and 25 last season so they're what 22 and 11 to finish out the year yeah that kind of shows doesn't it how stuff can change yeah talk about the uh, kind of being on this nice nice little upward just plateaued well plateau would probably be a bit generous if it's gone so far so they're a really interesting team to watch because in the standings at the moment, you've got falling towards them. They're on the same in the loss column. The Warriors are kind of surging a bit on the same in the loss column. The Lakers are also improving. They've only... The Lakers have only game than the Timberwolves, bizarrely. Um, yeah, and you kind of look at the stats. Well, this team that was at least... Rudy Gobert is meant to make you like a regular season win machine. They're going to have to get on with winning some of those games. Yeah, they're, they're getting, being caught up, aren't they? Um, yeah. Maybe on, on that note, let's move on to our our other team. That is, what was I, what did I say at the start? A team that's trying to win, but not winning that much. I think that was it. We're <laughs> also on 10 losses at the moment. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks, um, which I feel like these ones are not as... They're not as all-in as the other two. Maybe. Well, they're still last all-in trade, whereas the Bulls are like in the midst of their picks and the Timberwolves just did it. The Mavericks had that nice... The getting rid of Porzingis trade... And now they're in, like, their second-best player. And they've got Davis Bertans' contract in the way. I think they still have a pick. Wow. But they're, like, they're trying to... They're basically waiting to come out of that a little bit, I think. Yeah. Different point in the, the recovering yeah. from your all-in trade on a big and, man going and wrong. And they have Luka Doncic, so it's kind of like... Even if the rest of the, the, rest of the roster's not in a great state, um, they're still going to be probably be a playoff team. Because that actual... So they're ninth in that rating, actually. So they're actually not doing too badly. Um, but they'll just that win rest. That win loss record isn't great at the moment. There's also because um, they're basically a team which like relies a lot on three point variance, as we saw in the playoffs. And yeah. more so without Brunson is because it basically Doncic has to do absolutely everything. But they are 43% of their shots are from three. 
but only 32.4% of the shots they concede are from three, which oh, that's a very good form. Yeah. So they, they basically shoot a lot more threes than their opponents do. Yeah, which is obviously, that's just the Doncic of obviously. Um, uh, but they're like slightly below average in the number the making threes, which with their roster is actually a bit like surprising. Uh, foul too much defensively, but they have like decent defensive personnel apart from Doncic. I feel like there's less concern here. It's more of you're more in the question of like, well, you have a guy that's like between top like three and top eight in the league kind of thing on his own. And yeah. he is literally on his own here. Yeah, his, the like, stuff with his usage is absurd. Yeah. It's basically like you should be making a better use of this like time while you've got him. Really. I mean, it, it, he could be there for a long time, yeah. But it's kind of, he's already at this point where he's like, like you put a team around him and he could take you to a championship. Um, so it's maybe a bit of a different situation to the others where they're teams that are like, yeah, they're, they're nowhere, they've put the team together and it's not worked. <laughs> With this, it's like, they're, like you say, they're, they're waiting. Um, and that'll be the big moment. Get someone else. That'll be the big thing, won't it? Is when they do that. In, in it's like you've, they sh they need to resist doing stuff that's minor, don't they? Not yeah. blow assets on, because some of this is just like quantity of talent they've got. Um, but the what? So part of it though is like it's the little moves, isn't it? Zoom often end up being really good. Is they they nail the the mid level signings and that kind of. Yeah. They don't just blow money on, on those players and never see anything for it. So they just a bit surprising at the time. Particularly they got to the conference finals by just spreading the floor. But the idea was he'd played quite well for last year or so. They wanted a big basket. Um, he lasted as the starter a day or something. Um, they're 13.2 points per 100% better when he's on the bench like that's that's not what you want is it that was like part of their off season was they obviously got christian wood as well but there's like some slightly weird with jason kidd not necessarily trusting him and all that fine but that was like a trade this was their spend was it going to get javel mcgee and it's just been like calamitous yeah uh, i mean he is He's going on a bit, to be honest. At some point, it was going to look like, you know, like maybe it's, it's going to stop working. And um, unfortunately, it might be that it was the start of the contract they've given him. Because he's on a three-year deal as well. It's not like this is just... That's the other thing. It's just a contract, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that was a bit much, wasn't it? Three years, I think. Um, but again, that's the kind of thing, like you say, they're waiting a couple of years maybe for this Bertans thing to get out of the way. They will then have more money then. And, but it's kind of in the meantime, they, sh they, could, they could be doing stuff a bit better before they make the like, next big splash. 
Well, they need to do stuff a bit better. So they basically don't like burn him into the ground. That's the other thing. Because what? Yeah. He is 39.4% usage, which is like historically high, obviously. And really, really high. Um, no, sorry, they're, they're both at the moment. Um, I just moved when I looked at the other day. But they're both in the face. Obviously, Embiid's is partly that high because there's not been any James Harden for a while. And without Harden and Maxi for a few games recently. That's just like Doncic at the time. Is he's, he's without any of those other guys who can do stuff on the ball at all. A hundred, no, fifteen point five times per game. The gap between second is the same as the gap between second and twenty-third. What? Well, it's like it's properly ahead of everyone. Uh, almost all Doncic. Like there is, but is pretty much. There's been comparisons made to James Harden. It's like rockets. But when the Rockets like didn't have Chris Paul or Westbrook periods, and other, like their second guy was injured, but this for the whole. Uh, sorry, I have some te technical difficulties there, um, but I think we've basically said everything we wanted to say, so we're going to wrap it up. Um, Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed that, um, and like, subscribe. Yeah. Tune in next time.